fire the first shot! Oh, I like that. Oh, I like that. Welcome to the Superbook Sports Podcast. 180! Hosted by career Las Vegas odds makers Jay Cornegay and John Murray. Featuring comedian Brant Tobler. The best way to ignore the noise is to be the noise. A production of GreenRollMedia.com. The world's premier sports betting podcast network. Rooted in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. Mahomes has to get rid of the ball. Finds Kelsey. And presented by the world-famous Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com to get in the action with better odds, favorable prices, and an expansive betting menu. Now live in Nevada, Colorado, and New Jersey. Sign up today at Superbook.com. Superbook.com. You've waited all week, and kickoff is here. Here we go! Let's jump behind the counter at the Superbook with Jay Cornegay and John Murray to grab the edge that you need ahead of this weekend's NFL action. That's what makes the NFL the NFL. You don't know any given Sunday. Here's your MC, Brant Tobler. Here we go again. It is time for another episode of the Superbook Sports Podcast. The line starts here. The final episode of 2021. As always, I am your host, Brant Tobler. And I'm joined by Jay Cornegay and John Murray from Las Vegas, Nevada at the Superbook. Jay, I'll start with you. Are we excited for this year to end or, or how's this last week December going for you guys? Are, are we looking forward to 2022 or this is a, a good finish for you? Well, overall, it's actually been a fantastic year for us. Uh, we're looking at some record numbers, handle, win. However, December hasn't been great at all. It's one of the worst months that we've had. And I, I could probably chalk it down as the worst month. So we're happy to move on in uh, 2022, uh, but uh, no regrets in 2021 as, you know, the books were treated very well uh, from from all the, the leagues that are out there. So it's it's been a, a pretty uh, solid year for the sports book, but December has been rough. Yeah. What do you think that is? Does that have a lot to do with the COVID or is it just you just never know what's going to happen at the end of the year here? Yeah, it, it's both sides of the counter. It's it's a very volatile kind of business that we're in and the results have just not been going our way. Some of that has to do with COVID as a, a lot of these, uh, especially the bowl games where you guys got, you know, players being opted. They're opting out, uh, COVID issues, you know, that's across the, you know, the sports world. And sometimes, you know, the players get this information and some, you know, first, sometimes we get this information first, but, um, even though we get it first, they tend to, to lean towards that side. It's, you know, we try to move it as aggressively as we can. And, and I think the bookmakers are very comfortable with those movements, but, uh, the general public hears that news and, and maybe they hear it secondhand and they don't care what the number is. They continue to lay it. And those type of games, whether it's basketball, hockey, you know, college basketball, uh, and as I mentioned, certainly the bowl games, they've been on the winning side more times than not in December. Yeah. John, I was going to, I got to think this has got to be one of the strangest years for bookmakers now. Obviously, you've never dealt with COVID, but I mean, these portal transfers are really changing these bowl games, making them hard to bet. And I've, I mean, we've seen coaches move in the past, but are you guys, is it, has it been a little tougher? Is there a few more variables this year in December that, that makes, especially these bowl games, a little harder to handicap? And the other thing, too, is that 
They're not uh, a lot of the players aren't playing in their bowl games. If you were projected to be a fourth round pick, why wouldn't you want to play in the bowl game and try to up your draft status? I, I don't understand why all these guys are sitting out the bowl games and you're seeing these really drastic line moves because of that. But the teams are covering anyway, even at the new number. Maryland was a great example yesterday. That number went from Virginia Tech minus three, three and a half, all the way to Maryland favored by even more than that on the other side, and they won by like 50 points. It's it's really just been hard to book. Yeah, I've seen some major line movements. It's funny, I used to look at the weather, but the weather's so nice everywhere in the world now. The weather really hasn't played much of a factor in any of these bowl games. It's the portal transfers and coaching moves. John, will you be excited for these bowl games to get over, or, or, or overall, do you think when it's all said and done, they'll be good for the book? I think we'll, we still have a long way to go, and we still have the biggest bet games of all coming. I mean, we've we've had some bad results uh, so far, but I just look at that as that means our customers' pockets are filled, and mm-hmm. they're gonna. I, I know they're just gonna fire it back on more games this weekend, so I'm not too worried about it. Okay. Well, yeah, we'll get to those big college games at the end of the episode here. I want to get into the NFL games as always. And, Jay, I'm going to start with this game. Uh, I don't even know how to handicap this game or what the update is on this because uh, I'm actually very interested in it because I have some Colts futures. This Raiders-Colts game, I'm not sure. Do you guys currently have the game on the board? Or, and what are you hearing on Wentz? Is he going to play? Or I know there's some different COVID rules this week in the NFL. Yeah, this game is still off the board, Brent. You know, I – Going back to uh, one one side note on all these uh, college bowl games and what we've been going through in December, I want to know how you're doing, Brent, in December. I'm not doing good. Oh, I'm you're gonna, not? Oh, I thought you were going to do. I thought you were on the plus side. No, it's been ups and downs. Just because <laughs> I'm with you guys, I've I uh, I've tried to bet a little smarter than I've learned so much from this show. But uh, to be honest, I, I can't. These opt outs, like I'm, I, we're going to get to this Ohio State game later in the episode but i'm i've been throwing ohio state in a lot of parlays and these opt-outs i just see it going down and down so uh as always i am uh i'm getting crushed so i i appreciate you guys taking the colts off the board for right now because that's one less <laughs> game i can lose money on <laughs> well actually okay well it was off the board we we uh um, we opened this thing eight and a half and then the wentz uh situation you know wasn't clear and, and we were certainly waiting for more clarity on his uh, status, and and uh, just a little while ago, uh, it looks like he's probable. Um, so it's going back to the number where it was be- uh, right when we took it off the board, and that's at six and a half. So we're looking at the Colts six and a half, a total of forty four. Uh, but not since it's just been reposted, not a lot of play on it so far. Yeah, John, what do you think of this game? I mean, these Colts. They 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 looked great, and it seems like they could probably win out here. But I mean, I don't know how good Carson really is. As long as Jonathan Taylor's playing, the Colts are probably the right side. What do you think about this Colts team? Well, that was a great win for the Colts on Saturday. They were down four of their starting offensive linemen, and they still managed to win in Arizona. I don't think much of Wentz either, but he he's got a lot of value to the point spread because his backup quarterbacks are so bad. That's why we had to take the number down for a while yesterday. I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to bet against the Colts right now. I'll just say that because they're on a roll. I'm, I'm seeing wise guys bet them every week, and uh, and they keep getting the money. So I, I would look somewhere else before I would bet against Indianapolis. Yeah, okay. they've they've been really physical. We we noticed that. I don't know. Midway uh, through the year, they were. There was a couple of games that they really started to show their colors and. 
physicality on both lines of Indianapolis are, are very impressive. I think that, uh, you know, and that's exactly what you need in, in the playoffs. I mean, Wentz is always a question mark, but I can tell you that there's no doubt in my mind that we're going to need the Raiders in this game. As to, when people look at this and see the Colts six and a half or less than a touchdown, there's there's no doubt in my mind they're going to, you know, favor the Colts. And by kickoff, we'll need Las Vegas. That makes sense. So, I guess if you're if you're listening to this now, I'd wait and maybe maybe make a more educated decision once once we get closer to post. I will be curious to see how that game goes. And I like you said, I assume I'm with you, Jay. I'm sure you guys will need the Raiders. Uh, let's move on to this name because I'm curious who you're going to need on this next game. Uh, the next game I want to talk about is the Chiefs are five and total fifty one currently at Cincinnati. Now, Jay, I, I know the, the the Chiefs bandwagon's kind of back in full effect, but this Bengals team looks to be coming on, and this is a pretty important game for the playoffs. Um, what do you think about this game? Is this game you're going to see a lot of action on, or is this just going to be one that maybe has more uh, value towards the future of the, the playoffs? Well, I'm going to answer your question. We're going to need the Bengals in this game. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt in my mind. <laughs> we opened four, and it's now five, and the, the Sharps actually laid the, the Chiefs on the road minus four. I'm looking at ticket count. You're looking at about 75% of the tickets are on Kansas City. I would expect that to continue. So it's it's a really a rare occasion where you have the Sharps in public on the same side. So no doubt we'll need Cincinnati in this one. Mm-hmm. Now, Jay, when you guys are doing like your kind of power rankings, when you do Sundays, I, I was curious to ask this. Do you guys still have Chiefs as, as the best team in the AFC, or or is it like kind of three-horse race with Bills and Colts right there with them? No, the Chiefs uh, in our power rankings are the best team now. Uh, the Bills are right behind them. But in the AFC, yes, the G- Chiefs have the, the highest power ranking. Okay. Now, John, this game is crucial for the Bengals to win the division, and uh, – I remember last week you said, you know, you guys are going to need the Bengals probably to lose the game. But actually, in the bigger scheme, would it be better for the Bengals to lose this for all the division bets you have? Oh, it definitely is. I mean, the Bengals, the Bengals winning the divisions are worst outcome of any of the divisions this year. And after their win over Baltimore last week, it looks like it's pretty much inevitable. So, uh, yeah, we'll, I guess in that sense, we'd be better off having Kansas City win, but it seems like the Bengals are going to win the division either way at this point, so we might as well uh, we might as well just get win some money uh, on Sunday's game. Yeah, well, I mean, this Bengals team they played good, but if the Chiefs can beat them, maybe the Browns can get them next week for you guys. But well, I guess we'll wait and see. But uh, so this game will be a Chiefs game. All right. Well, I'm I think that's going to be a good game. A couple more good games this weekend. Uh, another playoff game, which kind of. Hinges on how the Chiefs do is this Titans-Dolphins, currently three and a half and 40. Jay, uh, this Titans team, there's little talk Derrick Henry might come back next week, but this Dolphins team's hotter than anybody right now. What, uh, what, what are you looking at on this game? Are you guys seeing any action from the Sharps or anything going on with this one? Nothing from the Sharps there, Brant, but a lot from the public. Uh, you know, after a, a pretty decent performance, on the road in New Orleans, and I know it was against Ian Book, but that's what the public saw. The public saw the Dolphins. They're on a roll. Uh, they've won all these games, uh, you know, consecutively, and that grabs the public's attention. We open four. It's down to three and a half. I'd say, looking at it, eighty-two percent of all the tickets are on the dog here 
so again, that just proves to me that the public saw what they last saw, and that was the Dolphins. You know, pretty decent performance on the road, and with their consecutive win streak, I can understand why they're leaning that way. Uh, but I would expect if it, I, I can't expect to go down to three. But I wouldn't mm-hmm. be surprised if we see some sharp money come on the Titans. Uh, I don't think Henry's going to come and play this week, but he has a chance of coming next week. But uh, the Titans, uh, obviously a big game for both teams. But yeah, I don't see it going yeah. down to three. I, I see the the public, or excuse me, the sharps coming in on the Titans if it gets any lower. Yeah, that makes sense, John. Uh... You know, Jay was talking about some of the mistakes I always make. I'm, I always re- remember the last thing I saw, and I've always been told you don't want to bet against streak. And this Dolphins team is streaking right now, but I figure this is a big game for these Titans. What? What? I just want your thoughts on the Titans, where you guys see them. Because, I mean, if Chiefs lose this game, they could be the number one team in the AFC. Yeah. Do you guys have much respect for the Titans, or was this just a lot of early season wins? The, the the Titans have really overachieved, and our our biggest loser on the win total bets this this year is going to be Titans over wins. We booked it to need the under. We thought that division was going to be a lot stronger, and the Titans have continued to prove us wrong week after week. I, I think uh, I think they might be the biggest overachiever in the league this season, especially considering all these injuries they have on offense. Mike Vrabel's done a gr- a great great job. And I, I think there are some people that believe that Miami's current seven-game winning streak is mostly just a product of who they've been playing. Uh, mm-hmm. That this would be a very impressive win if they can go into Tennessee and, and beat the Titans. Yeah, it'll be a good game. It'll be a, another big game for this playoff race. Um, let's go to the NFC here, Jay. Here's a team I, that I assumed you guys had been taking bets on because they were America's team, the Cowboys. Cowboys are, well, it looks like they're up to six now and 51 against a Cardinals team that seems to be spiraling in the wrong direction. Um, well, how's this game looking? Are the Cowboys, I, I got to imagine that, like you just said, everybody remembers what they just saw. And we, we've seen the Cardinals be awful and the Cowboys look good. I, I feel like this one's, you got to, I assume, will be very lopsided for Dallas for you guys, right? It, it is. And, and there's no doubt, especially after, you know, posting what they post. 56 points Uh, and 56 points. Yeah. They win by 42. Uh, anytime you do that, uh, the week before you can guarantee that you're going to get the public on that same side and you do it on a Sunday night and your team name is the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. (laughs) I, I'm looking at it. 78% of the tickets are on the Cowboys. We opened three and climbed to five, uh, quickly. And now we're looking at six and I don't think it's going to slow down at any time. We don't have any sharp money on this game. It's all public. I think the entire market moved on the public here, the support, and knowing that the the line was probably a little short when we opened it up. Mm-hmm. John, is this Cowboys team someone you guys, like, are they going to go over their season wins, or did you anticipate them? Yeah. I, I know they were probably favorite in the division, but yeah. I think they're pretty tough, actually. Do you see them being a tough out in these playoffs? Oh, I, I definitely do. I, I think I think Dallas has as much talent. If you look up and down the roster, I think they've got maybe more talent than any team in the NFC. They don't have Aaron Rodgers, which I think will tip the scales to Green Bay in the postseason. But if you look at their whole roster, I think it's the best in the whole conference. Uh, I just I, I got a lot of questions about their coaching staff, and I just I don't know that I'd want to be on Dak Prescott in a playoff game going against Rodgers or going against Tom Brady. 
But there, in terms of the overall talent there, there's no one, nobody really better than Dallas. And we've been getting nothing but Dallas bets on this game. We opened the game three, and they've been betting us up all week. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe it'll be a trap game and they'll lay an egg. What about overall – like the futures going into the season, I, I assume yeah. Cowboys fans just always bet their team. Is there any any money on that or no? Not really. Uh, the, the Cowboys are not one of the teams that we're fading in the future books. We're really more concerned about Tampa Bay and the Rams in the NFC, and mm-hmm. then the big the big liability out there is the Patriots to win it all. Uh, well, besides the ba- besides the Bengals, we already covered that. Besides the Bengals mm-hmm. division one, uh, but no, we're not really too worried about Dallas. It's more about Getting the Rams and the Bucks out of there. Okay. Um, well, a team that hopefully can get them out of there, and, and we talk about them every week, and I think you guys both think they're the, the Super Bowl favorites right now, are the Green Bay Packers, who are currently 7 and 47 and a half Sunday night football against this pathetic Vikings team. Jay, are you guys still feel like Green Bay is the best team? And again, I'm sure this will be, uh, I'm sure down the stretcher it's going to be all favorites as teams are eliminated and people are, are trying to move up the, the playoff ladder, but on this game, I assume you guys will be heavy on Green Bay. Well, I think our consensus in the back room was the Packers were, you know, the top-rated team in the league. Um, I still, I, I can speak for myself, and I still believe that's true. This this game opened seven, and we actually had some sharp money come in on the Vikings at plus seven and at plus six and a half. Now it's trickling back the other way. Uh, a lot of action on this game. I would expect uh, us to obviously need the dog here because the public will come in and pound the Packers on the teasers and parlays, uh, money line, you name it. Uh, So that sharp money that we did get on Minnesota earlier this week was certainly welcome because I think despite that, we're still going to need the Vikings, you know, come game time. Mm -hmm. John, it feels like this Packers team, I agree with you guys, I think they're the best, but they kind of just like toy with their food maybe. and It seems like they let teams hang around. Is that maybe why you saw some sharp money back uh, or coming in early this week, maybe a a backdoor touchdown? or I mean, I guess this is still a a divisional rivalry game and the Vikings have a little to play for, but it seems like Packers on home on Sunday night is going to get you the money the most of the time. Well, Green Bay, they have – kind of toyed with their food a little bit the last couple of games. I mean, they really got lucky to beat Cleveland on Christmas Day. There was, a, I thought, a really bad call or a non-call that should have given Cleveland a first down. And they fell behind against the Bears in that Sunday night game a couple of weeks ago. Uh, they, they really haven't lived up to their potential. I still think they're the best team in the NFC, but they, they have uh, underachieved at times. I do agree with that. Mm-hmm. What about this Vikings team? They just kind of hang around too. They, they kind of stay in games and blow it, but they uh... – I, I, they put up numbers, but they just don't finish. Do you, I, what do you guys think about this Vikings team? Are they just crap? Or are they, they they decent? That's coaching. The coach lets them down. Uh-huh. They 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 really should be playing a lot better. The coach lets them down. Okay. Well, I'm I'm done with them. I don't. I, they've disappointed me over and over. So I agree with. I, I hate their coach. Only hate the coach I hate more is the Bronco coach, but we're not going to talk about the Broncos this week. We're going to Monday Night Football. My twin brother is making his final appearance, I hope, because he is so bad. That's right. Ben Roethlisberger and the Pittsburgh Steelers at home. Currently, the Browns are three and a half, forty and a half. Jay, this is it for Ben, I, I hope. I, I always liked Ben. He, uh, he's a very nice guy, but he is just so bad. Is this a game where 
there could be some emotion in this where maybe they rally the troops here and Pittsburgh's rocking for Ben's last game, or is he just too bad? No, I think emotion is going to play a part in this game. You know, we're at three and a half, and, and there's still plenty of threes out there. We actually opened two and a half. Um, the, the game's got really light action right now. The betting tickets are pretty even. But to answer your question, I do think emotion will play. If he were to come out and say that this is his last game, I think that would inspire his team. Now, that doesn't mean that they're going to get it done, but I think that the the effort, because they don't have anything else to play for, and being at home on Monday night, this could be the uh, – I believe this is their last home game. So, yeah, yeah I could see that uh, happening. Now, on the other hand, the Browns are still fighting for a, a spot. So uh, I think it would be a very interesting game come Monday night because uh, of the Roth – Roethlisberger situation. I didn't know he was your twin brother, but I mean, I, I know, I know both of you could probably, you know, put him down. Uh, yeah. I, 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 I remember when I first saw Roethlisberger, uh, he came in uh, Fort Collins and just beat the crap out of our Rams. Um, he was uh, playing for Miami. I was like, who is this guy? I mean, he was just throwing darts left and right. And I'm not talking about, you know, 10, 15 yard, uh, passes. I'm talking, you know, 20, 25 yard passes just on a rope. And uh, we knew he was uh, something then. But he's had a great career. I, he hasn't played very well this year. And it's probably understandable. But it could be a very emotional game for the hometown Steelers. Yeah. Yeah. I would, you know, people have told me I look like him. I think he would definitely take it uh, not as a compliment. He, he used to come to my gym and play basketball there in Vegas and he's much taller, better looking, more athletic, much richer than me, but I, I've been compared. Uh, I'm a very poor, poor man's Ben LaRossesberger. Um, John, this game, uh, Jay touched on it. I mean, the Browns will have a real idea. I mean, they'll know if the Bengals lose that game to the Chiefs, which they're underdogs, I think the Browns will then play, for the, the North title, which would be great for you guys the following week. So I didn't realize how important of a game this is for the Browns. But like I said, this, I mean, this is a lot of emotion for Ben's last game. And Ben, you know, maybe I just still believe in this old guy that he can rally the, rally the troops one more time. What, what do you think? I guess this is a, a kind of meaningful game for both sides. Well, it definitely is. I mean, they both have a chance to make the playoffs, an outside chance, but still a chance. Cleveland, all, all they got to do is keep the ball on the ground. I mean, we saw that in the Green Bay game where they stuck to their ground game. They took the ball out of Baker Mayfield's hands. They put it in the hands of those running backs. They got behind that big offensive line, and they really ran all over the Green Bay Packers. So I don't know why they couldn't do that in this game. They just got to keep it simple and keep running the football. And, uh, yeah, it would be great. If there's a way they could win the division, I would be all for that. Yeah. Browns will know. I mean, I think it's a good spot for you guys. Will have a good idea on Sunday, on Monday night, because yeah. the the Browns will know what they need. So that'll make it a little more exciting. This episode of the Superbook Sports Podcast is sponsored by Manscaped. Manscaped is the global leader in men's below the waist grooming, and they're leaving 2021 with a new product. Clean yourself into the new year with their brand new ultra clean body wash. Get 20% off your entire order plus free shipping today at manscaped.com with the promo code superbook20. Support the Superbook Sports Podcast this new year and get 20% off site-wide plus free shipping at manscaped.com with the promo code superbook20. It's time for the big ticket. Hey, John, any tickets make you do a double take this week at the Superbook? 
before you get to the big ticket. Were there any big tickets down in Arizona at the at the West Virginia game? Anybody <laughs> bet on your Mountaineers? I hope not. I mean, I hope uh, <laughs> I I hope nobody would be foolish enough to bet on bet on the Mountaineers in that game. Uh, we, we were giving them away at five to one at the Superbook in Arizona, just because I knew they were going to lose. I, I basically it was it was me going to Phoenix. And just duping all those people in Arizona <laughs> into betting on West Virginia. Uh, very, very, just an excellent business decision by me personally. Uh, I, I don't, I don't recall any big bets on that game, honestly. But there are, there are some big bets pending this weekend. We got one guy; he's already bet a hundred thousand on Cincinnati plus thirteen against Alabama in the Cotton Bowl tomorrow. And we got all kinds of liability to Oklahoma State. That game's the Fiesta Bowl. That is in Arizona on Saturday. So. There, there's some big, big money coming in on the on these games this weekend. Uh, it should be pretty exciting college football weekend, to say the least. Yeah, no big tickets in the NFL, or I, like we, I think Jay talked about it last week. I'm sure it's kind of hard to do tickets with this yeah. COVID stuff, but these these college games will give you a little big ticket action. Yeah, the sharps are definitely staying away until till later. We we talked about some sharp plays uh, on the Chiefs, and and you know they took the Vikings numbers at seven and six and a half. But other than that, it's been very light on the big ticket count. Now, the bowl games are totally different. As uh, John mm-hmm. said, we, we get these bowl games rolling, and it's actually kind of fun for us because we have day action and you have something going on throughout the day. I, you got guys that are playing you know, five-figure bets on these in-game lines uh, throughout the entire uh, you know, uh, day for these bowl games and that kind of keeps us hopping and keeps us uh, alive back here uh, as uh, these, some of these bigger bets are coming in. But again, they're waiting to the last moment before they play anything. Yeah. Which makes sense. Well, yeah, let's get into that. And what else? And, and like, I'd say if you're, if you ever get the chance, if you're in Vegas, head on over to the Superbook Cause my favorite days are, are midday having some beers, watching either March madness or these college bowl games. And I assume tomorrow it will be rocking in there around noon for this big game, Cincinnati versus Alabama. Currently, Alabama thirteen fifty-seven and a half. Jay, this is this is the big one. We're here. We're to the final four. Is have have you guys? I know you put these lines out probably close to a month ago. Are these games getting a ton of action? And do you anticipate a lot of, a lot more action? Obviously, tomorrow morning. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little disappointed on the the day that they're playing. You know, I, I, I prefer to. You know, when they look at these things, they should take a look at the, the day and, and say, wow, you know what, this would be a lot better if we played these things on Saturday. Because there's still a lot of people that will probably be traveling and coming into Vegas on uh, and tomorrow. And, mm-hmm. and at 12.30 start, I think that's certainly going to hinder uh, some of the action. But as John said, we took a, a huge bet, a six-figure bet on Cincinnati at 13.5. And, and I expect uh, the action to be uh, very solid, but it would be a lot more if this thing was played on Saturday. So we're standing at 13, 57 and a half. I think by the time we get to the kickoff, uh, you know, a lot of those bets coming in on Alabama, I think it's going to oh, yeah. level it out just a bit. Johnny, I know Rex is back there telling everybody Cincinnati's is going to win. And I, <laughs> I don't know if Rex is one of those guys that makes bold statements. And then when they lose, he, he forgets he said him or he's just trying to hit the lottery once and, and brag about this. But, how how live a dog do you guys think Cincinnati really is? Well, first of all, Rex is very accountable. When he's wrong, he will he definitely owns it. But he makes so many bold statements throughout the course of the day that he's going to be right <laughs> a lot. He's going to be wrong a lot too. He's very 
Uh, he's a very aggressive guy. Uh, makes a lot of calls every day. He, he yesterday I was talking about I was talking about the Georgia Michigan game with Rex, and he he gave me what he thought the line would be for Georgia Cincinnati after those two teams both <laughs> win on Friday. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't. I don't know that I agree with Rex's conviction on Cincinnati here, but I, I do agree this number's a little high. The number would have been a lot cheaper if these teams had played before the Georgia Alabama game. I don't think this number would have even been at ten before that game. Alabama, pretty mediocre by their standards during the regular season, not by a normal college football team standards certainly, but by Alabama standards, it's kind of a down year. They got lucky to beat Auburn. And, and I think people have kind of forgotten about their first 12 games just because of how good they looked against Georgia in the SEC title game. Mm-hmm. Well, I know uh, Austin Mills listens to the podcast and heard what Rex has been saying about him, and he's played great these last couple weeks. So I don't know if Alabama's listening to the podcast, but yeah. This well, Rex, game, uh, you know, Rex, Rex has walked that back. You're talking about Davis Mills for Houston. Or Davis Mills, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> Rex has walked that back. That's what I'm talking about. The guy's got so many balls in the air. <laughs> a lot of a lot of flashy statements. He's got to he's got to walk some back from time to time. <laughs> I like it. Well, yeah, that game will be great. I mean, I, I'm I'm a, a sucker public guy. I've, I've learned my lessons against betting against Alabama, so I will I will be on Alabama tomorrow. But we'll see. But this other game is the one I kind of want to ask you guys about, uh, Jay. I don't know. I haven't watched a lot of Georgia or Michigan, and I, I, it looks like this line hasn't moved that much. Currently seven and a half, forty five and a half. Is this game getting a lot of action, Jay? Or, or and what do you guys think in the back room of this game? I mean, when we first saw this line and we posted at seven and a half, it's been very consistent, uh, you know, holding there throughout this entire time. And we knew that the, the general public would probably favor the dog here, uh, just looking at what Michigan has done, what they did to Ohio State, and, and then. I mean, I, I think a bad call cost them an undefeated season at this mm-hmm. point uh, against Michigan State. So Michigan should be undefeated. But looking at the ticket count, I, they're certainly in love with Michigan, uh, as I, probably about 83% of the tickets are on Michigan at this point in time. I would expect a, a little bit on Georgia t- tomorrow, but I don't think this line is going to go anywhere. I think it's going to be uh, holding steady. Um, we haven't seen any sharp money, and I don't really blame him again. Uh, but uh, if we see any sharp money, it will probably come late tomorrow. Yeah, John, is this maybe a stay away game? Just enjoy, or something with the total, or something? I mean, I guess I have to bet it. It's it's Friday night, and it's the big game. But I just don't. It seems like the line's probably right where it needs to be on this game. Well, you know, Michigan's a very popular public dog. Like Jay was saying, the the public is definitely on the dog in this game. Uh, there was a little bit of news today. Michigan's uh, all-conference all excuse me, defensive back Daxton Hill not currently in Miami. Well, that's a little concerning considering the game is tomorrow. So, I mean, we'll see if Georgia has the offense to take advantage of that. But right now, uh, the, 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 it kind of points towards Georgia for me because I see all the public betters on Michigan, and historically that doesn't work out well. Mm-hmm. All right, well, we'll see. I mean, I'm looking forward to two exciting games. Uh, you know what? Let's do one more game since we're here. We touched on it a little bit, and I, I guess I want to talk about it because I have a bunch of OSU money. This Utah versus Ohio State game looks like it's currently 4 and a half, 64. Now, Jay, I think it got up to like 6.5 the other day, but these opt-outs that, that you touched on before are, are really making this game hard 
hard to handicap. Is this a game I should maybe just try to get off the bets I have, or what do you think? Well, just looking at this is a classic. There's one team that probably wants to be there. It's very excited to be there. And the other one, I'm not too sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got Ohio State. You got a lot of uh, prospects on the Buckeye side. And as John mentioned, you know, it doesn't matter if they're projected to be drafted in the first round or the fourth round. They're opting out, which doesn't make sense for a lot of those. As uh, John mentioned, we were talking about this yesterday. He said, yeah, I can understand if you're a top 10, top 15 pick, but if you're going and projected to go in a third or fourth round, wouldn't you want to play in this game? And we've seen it happen before where these guys uh, are projected to go uh, you know, second, third, fourth, and have a huge bowl game. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, they're a first rounder, and that's a big difference when you talk about a signing bonus between the first round and the second, third, or fourth rounds. So with that said, Utah's very excited, and they're going to play hard. They, they're they very dedicated. They I believe this is the first time they're in the Rose Bowl. I know their fan bases uh, will be uh, – showing up in, in force as we saw that in the Pac-12 championship game here in Las Vegas. Their fans are uh, very excited about this game. Now, as far as the line, it was yeah, it got up to six and a half and it's dropping down to four. I wouldn't be surprised if we see, you know, three and a half, maybe even threes, uh, you know, come game day as uh, more and more uh, information coming out of Ohio State. Uh, they're going to be playing a lot of backups, even though those backups are five-star athletes. They haven't got a lot of reps this year, so I can understand why the line is dropping. Yeah, John, I, Jay was just—he answered all the questions. I was just going to say. I mean, I think you made some great points. This was Utah's goal in the beginning of the season was probably to be in this game, and Ohio State was obviously always contends with the national championship, and they're going to watch these two games on Friday that they planned on being in. But then Jay's last point too, I started to think, well, a third stringer at at. Ohio State is still would probably be a starter at Utah. So, so I think, yeah, yeah. but I, I think that Jay made a great point on wanting to be there and not wanting to be there. So I'm actually now really worried about my Ohio State bets. Well, I, I guess I don't understand it. I mean, is going to the Rose Bowl really that much of a consolation prize? I, I don't I don't know. I'm a little confused as to why Ohio State doesn't seem to care about the Rose Bowl. But that's the way it's being bet, and that's the way players are opting out of the game. It's pretty clear to me that it's very important to one side, and it doesn't look like it's that important to the other side. Yeah, hey, Brant, just a ticket yeah. count. I'm looking, I was just curious, so I looked it up, and you, you, the ticket count is in favor of Ohio State, uh, but uh, it's very even. It's about 58% on the, the Buckeye side. So, But I, I still I think people are going to hear it. I, this is the way the betting has been going for these bowl games. They're going to hear all of these opt-outs and – uh, I think it might be uh, very close to even by the time we get to kickoff. Yeah, yeah, that's the. I've, I've learned my lesson on betting these games early. I, I definitely. I mean, I know it's a weird year with COVID, but this is uh, definitely backfired for me. Um, all right, you know what? Before we get out of here, I want to. I, we, you guys touched on these futures a little bit, but I'm always curious because we've come to the end of the year and, and we have an extra game this year. So, Jay, I was just curious, uh, like end of the season totals is there any big ones you need or who are you rooting for i assume all the popular teams are the ones that get all the action here right yeah it's all over the place we're not looking very good 
uh, on these uh, totals this year. We, we touched on it earlier. Titans over nine and a half. That's a big loser for us. Jets under six. That's a, another big loser. I mean, we could probably push that, uh, push on that, uh, but uh, I'm not holding my breath there. Some of our winners would be the Bills under 11 and a half. Uh, I mean, that's uh, something that's still in question at this point, but the Eagles over six and a half, that's another big winner for us. But most of them are on the losing end. And I got to say, I, maybe, I think John would agree with me on this. For these over-under season wins, it's always a struggle for us. And the majority of the time, we end up on the losing end. Mm-hmm. I don't know about the majority of the time. I mean, but it, it, there are, we've taken our lumps over the years. But it, it, does, look like, it does look like this year is going to be really bad. Uh, on the on the season win total front, so it'd be nice to at least get Cleveland to win the AFC North. Mm-hmm. And you touched on it a little bit, John. But uh, so, like, future wise, give me worst case scenario, best case scenario. If you could just do Super Bowl matchups, if we could, if if I could pick whatever Super yeah, Bowl for the I book. Want. Um, I, I mean, we're just talking about realistic Super Bowls, obviously. Uh, I mm-hmm. know, I know, yeah, we're yeah. we're we're in pretty good shape on Green Bay. So I, I think Green Bay being there would be would be our best case scenario out of the NFC. Uh, in the AFC, Buffalo would be good. Kansas City's fine. Uh, Buffalo's a little better than Kansas City. I would mm-hmm. say dollar wise, probably of of realistic scenarios that can actually come to fruition, probably Green Bay Buffalo would be the best one. That'd be great. But there, you have yeah. no AFC. The the AFC Bengals. The AFC real That's hurt just for, for you is just the, the division, yeah. right? But no Super Bowl stuff. In the AFC, the, the teams that would hurt us coming out of the AFC are like uh, the Browns. Actually, we lose pretty big on the Colts. We don't want to see the Colts win the AFC. We don't so want the that, Patriots in the Super Bowl. Well, we definitely don't want the Patriots. No, that would be yeah. a disaster. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't. I, I could eat my words here, but I don't. I don't really see that as being realistic. I was just looking at the teams that uh, we're worried about. It'd be it'd be tough to it'd be tough to imagine New England winning three road playoff games with a rookie quarterback, but it is it is Bill Belichick though. Yeah. Hey, Brad, uh, you can be my witness here, and, and because uh-huh. we're gonna yeah. you know get our butts kicked on these over under season wins this year. Uh, John, can you do me a favor and send that email out to our, our oh, president sure. and yeah. uh, senior executives? Uh, <laughs> I, I appreciate that. I'm gonna. Oh, I love John I, I, I love. Uh, <laughs> I love sending those emails. That's always fun. <laughs> hey, guys, uh, by the way, here's how much we're going to lose on Sunday. <laughs> you know what? Just save it till the end. Make it one. Let's just hope it comes Green Bay, Buffalo or something, which would be a great Super Bowl, and yeah. it'll all balance out at the end. Just I, I'd give them an end of football update. That's either one really bad email or, or uh, you guys will turn around at the end. Sure. Um, all right. Well, that'll do it for this week. You know what? Let's talk about Arizona uh, so the, the Arizona app's up and running. John, you were down there using it. Um, I saw you guys, the West Virginia one, you suckered some people yeah. into that, but looks like you guys made oh, yeah. a couple more adjustments on the Cardinals yeah. and Suns futures. And, uh, mm-hmm. how, how was everything going down there when you went down to Arizona? It was good, man. You know, I just, I was just reeling those people in hook, line and sinker, Brent. <laughs> and, uh, I was so, I was so proud of myself. Uh, no, we've, we've got a bunch of stuff right now in Arizona on the Cardinals, you can bet them to win the Super Bowl at sixty to one, the conference at thirty to one, the division at five to one. Those are max bets of fifty dollars. Those are, go to the odds boosts tab on Superbook.com. You can explore all the different 
boosts we have available. We've got some good ones for this weekend's game. We're giving them the Cardinals at 5-1 to one against Dallas because I don't have much confidence in the Cardinals right now, Jay. I mean, I, I think uh, that's a team that's really been struggling, so we're not too worried about giving out a little bit of extra money there. Well, yeah. this one guy on Twitter said, John, I'm not sure if you saw this, but he right. goes, you guys only boost losers. Right. Oh, he's, no, that guy's right. Every 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 time we do this, it's always because we know who's going to win. Yeah. yeah. That's, that guy's – well, we did it. You know, the first week we were open in Arizona, we did Cardinals. The Cardinals were playing the Lions, and we boosted them from minus 800 to even money, and they somehow lost. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah I don't know. We're, we're, that, was, that, was a, that was a crazy one, but – We've got a few. Uh, we've got a few other ones boosted up. I don't want to give them all away on the show, though. Yeah. I want people. people I want people to go to Superbook.com, click on the odds boosts, and take a look for themselves. But I want them to know when they do so that I'm trying to bait them into doing it. <laughs> so keep keep that in mind before you before you click submit. Just remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we also want them to follow us on Twitter too, Brad. So yeah. You know, at oh, yeah. Superbook Sports oh. and at Superbook AZ. Yeah, follow us on there. The app's beautiful. And I will say, the odds boost, sometimes they win, sometimes they lose. But I did hit a big odds boost one time. I forget which golfer it was. It was like Rory or someone. You guys boosted from like, I think 10 to 1 to 25 to 1. I hit for 50 bucks. So that was a. Yeah. The odds boost do come in. I mean, they're yeah. it's still gambling. But uh, the app that looks one, great. Brent, if de- yeah. That, that one cost a young man his job. So I don't well. know if you want to. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know it, if you it, want to brag about that. Yeah. It paid for my June rent, so he told me he can come stay at my house for a night. But, yeah, the app looks great. If you're in Arizona, please sign up for it. If you know anybody in Arizona, please recommend them because uh, these odds boosts are great, and the, and the app looks great. So, And uh, wherever you're listening, like uh, Jay said, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or just go to superbook.com. Um, all right, that's, uh, we'll wrap it for this week, guys. Uh, I know you guys got games going on right now, midday here, so you got to get back to that. So uh, happy New Year, boys. It's been a, a good year with you guys, and I will talk to you guys next year. Same to you, Brent. Thank you. All right, that'll do it for the last episode of the Superbook, the last episode of 2021. It's not the last episode. We'll be back next week, of course. But if you're uh, in Vegas this week for New Year's, first of all, happy New Year's to all of you guys. If you are, happen to be in Vegas or Colorado, come to the Superbook, watch all the games, or come to the Lodge Casino in Blackhawk and watch the games with me. I will be there this weekend. And as always, you can follow us at Superbook Sports or go to Superbook.com. If you're enjoying the podcast, please rate, subscribe, leave a comment, tell your friends, and uh, we'll just keep doing it. So hopefully you guys are enjoying it as much as I am. I'm learning so much. Hopefully you guys are winning some bets, and uh, we appreciate you guys. Hope you guys have a great new year, and we will talk to you next week. You've been locked into the Superbook Sports Podcast. You get a win! You get a win! Featuring Jay Cornegay, John Murray, and Brant Tobler. I need some more of that. Come on. Hit our subscribe button and never miss out on weekly behind-the-counter access to the world of the NFL. Hey, you thought you were going to get me, huh? Hell no. Want the best sports betting podcasts on the board? Look no further than GreenRollMedia.com each and every weekend. GreenRoll's covering the NFL, college football, and MMA better than anyone. Bringing you behind the counter of the most well-renowned sports books in Las Vegas. That's GreenRollMedia.com. GreenRollMedia.com, home of the world's premier sports betting podcast network. This episode of the Superbook Sports Podcast is sponsored by Manscaped. Manscaped is the global leader in men's below-the-waist grooming, and they're leaving 2021 with a new product. 
Clean yourself into the new year with their brand new Ultra Clean Body Wash. Get 20% off your entire order plus free shipping today at manscaped.com with the promo code SUPERBOOK20. Support the SUPERBOOK Sports Podcast this new year and get 20% off site-wide plus free shipping at manscaped.com with the promo code SUPERBOOK20. 20, 20, 20.